Welcome to episode number 241, Finding Your Destiny. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe Heck and Kira. Finding your destiny. In this episode, the crew welcomes special guest Kira Barnett. We cover topics that range from writing, creative processes, life's purpose, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from the Dalai Lama and May West. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Kira, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, so let's jump right in. So for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Okay, so I'm really just a regular girl. I work a regular job, have three kids, and I'm also an author. I have written and published two books, um, and I pretty much just try to teach people how much meditation can benefit your life. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Awesome. All right, so I know uh, for a little bit of, you know, um, brief history on me. In 2006, I had a, what they call a paradigm shift for personal development. And I was uh, just enthralled with the, you know, the, um, the subject matter and dove in reading a million books here, there, all this other jazz. Mm-hmm. Did something like that happen to you or were you always kind of just reading motivational stuff or personal development things? Or are you always into meditation? So kind of give us a little history of how that, you know, that, that came along. Okay. So I, my whole life, I guess I was always kind of like a deep person, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I just was going through life like normal and hit a point where it was like, why am I just like, seeking something. I always, I felt like I was seeking something. And that's kind of like what happened, like the same with you. Things just started coming to me. Like, med- yeah. like I was meditation. I didn't even know what meditation was. And then I just started researching all these other things, like exactly kind of how you said, and I just couldn't stop. Like it consumed me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's awesome. And, uh, and as my buddy Gabe knows, I began to uh, develop a <laughs> a small library and then all of a sudden we just kind of took off so um because I also did some writing uh because what happened to me I felt that I was learning so much and changing so much that I wanted to share my mm-hmm. experience so to speak because it was obviously noticeable to other people um okay. is that kind of what happened to you or did you oh, did you always write um no. explain how the writing thing came about Yeah. So I guess I did kind of always try to write books before I even got into like meditation. Um, But I would only get so far, like you would write like a couple, like 10 pages or 20 pages. And then I I would, that was it. And I really didn't have much to write about, like, I guess a little bit about my past and my family life or whatever, but um, meditation kind of like put me into that. So 
just meditating all the time. I was literally meditating every single day. And then one day I just was sitting down. I'll never forget it. Like at my kitchen table. And it literally just like popped in my head to write a book about intuition. And from then on, it was so easy for me to write. It just like flowed out of me. No what writer's block at all. And again, same with you. I had all this information. So I was constantly listening to videos and searching for things and anything that interests me about the mind and body and soul, I guess. And I just had all this information. So it was easy for me to write the book, all, both the books. I love that. There's, um, there, there's an author by the name well. A very old, long gone author uh, who was one of my favorites. His name's uh, Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill oh, talks about. I love him. Yes, yeah, so he talks a lot about being what they call on the beam. Um, and when you're on the beam, it's kind of like you're in the motion, you're flowing, and everything. It's kind of like the universe is flowing through you, and you're flowing through it, and you're just kind of you're just are. I don't even know how yeah. else to explain it, that. It's like you're at your best. Yes. You're like you're in the zone or you're just like you have you feel like powerful almost but it's really just yeah. you at your best yeah and it's and it's it's interesting because you said intuition sometimes some of the uh, um, thoughts or ideas that come to me or came to me during that time um I guess I don't know of I don't even know what you would call it, transformation I don't even know what you would call it but um it was like almost what I, it wasn't even my thoughts. It was just coming. I don't even know out of nowhere. And I was making sure I was documenting everything and, and either writing it down or actually recording my voice uh, with my thoughts. Um, and it was effortless. Mm -hmm. And, and I know a lot of artists, uh, you know, musicians, I should say, um, they talk about when they're going through the writing process and whatever, they're in a zone sometimes don't even sleep for whatever 48 hours because they're just they're on the beam so to speak did, did that happen to you when you started writing your book or when you're meditating or, or what was your experience yeah so right like writing my book was so easy people you would say like how did you have have time to write your write a book? <laughs> like you have three kids yeah. you work a full-time job you know like how did you find find time and it was just so easy i i wrote all my books from my phone i would just wow. sit in my bed and i would just it was I literally, I'm not kidding. It would just flow out of me. There was no effort, absolutely no effort to write my books. That's amazing. And they say, you know, a lot of times when we either, sometimes I found myself reading a topic, the same topic, but the author kind of put it in a different way where I could understand it better. Right. Mm -hmm. And I felt initially when I was going through that process, Initially, I'm like, well, what can I say that's different or what can I say that's going to, um, you know, I don't know, pique someone's interest, so to speak. All of a sudden, when I started writing, I'm like, this is a totally different way. I felt that someone else, I'm not saying that everyone was going to understand it. Someone else can definitely understand. And it was going to be that magnet for that person. It was going to yeah. pull someone in. Yeah, because it's your own personal twist. Yes. You know, so like a lot of my stuff, yes, it is similar because it's all about, you know, the law of attraction, which I, you know, meditation and all that and changing your mind. Um, but it's my, a lot of my stories and my journey put so other people can relate to that, you know, if they're going through anything similar. So it sounds like part of your, cause I want to talk a little bit about a uh, creative process. So it sounds like some of your creative process or maybe all, I don't know, you tell us happens via 
meditation. Is that true or is that a part of it? Do you kind of just get ideas as you're going about your day and you, you track them down? Um, do you think about a whole chapter at one time and then meditate on it and then get your information? Like explain kind of your create what worked for you. So I'm um, I'm learning more as I go that what you have to really do is you have to really quiet the mind. So you have to like eliminate thoughts because the thinking is what makes us worry and makes mm -hmm. us overthink about things. And then it kind of like it gets you almost to a point where you're like, it's overwhelming and I have to step away. But if I'm more just calm and in the, like in that moment and just kind of relaxed, it, it comes to me. So it kind of, that's the how it flows through me is when I just meditate on it and not even meditation as in closing my eyes and meditating, just sitting down, relaxing, taking a couple breaths and just quieting the mind. That's when I get the most information. That's when I get the most done just in life in general is just by relaxing, relaxing into it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. They, um, it's interesting too, because it's, it's funny when you say, uh, uh quieting the mind, I, I find myself going from, um, you know, meditating to then all of a sudden I find myself from what, going from home, commuting from home to work, but always listening to something while I'm listening to it, whether it's the radio, whether it's motivational, you know, uh, you know, podcast, whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm at work or some, and I'm constantly listening to some, something. And then it's, it's interesting that I almost, when I'm coming off of that energy, there's so much noise. I, I there's almost like a hesitancy to hit, to, get into a quiet space because it's been loud all day long. Um, yes. But then when I do quiet myself, it's interesting what flows through. There's something about how chaotic our lives can be and the need for us to quiet our minds. Yes. It's like, it's, it's addictive to, I always say like, the, it's hard for people to meditate because, and they always say, Oh, I never have time or I can't. It's because the outside world is so it sucks us in. It's so yeah. attractive. So it's hard for us to just take that time, that 10, 15, 20 minutes to just go within and just quiet our minds and shut the brain off. Well said. So we talk about the law of attraction a lot on the podcast. So talk, give us your spin, how you view it and how you use it. Okay. So I just believe that the law of attraction is anything you focus on will grow. Every, and I also believe that everything's a mirror. Like um, everything that comes back to me is a mirror in relationships, in my life, wherever I'm at, it's just, it's letting me know where I'm at in my life. So I don't know if that explains it, but if you're, if you focus on being positive, you're going to continue to stay positive. If you focus on, you know, something that you want, if you want to say it's okay, I want to self-publish my book and I'm just going to focus on that. That's what I'm going to focus on for the next couple of days. Then things will start coming to me. I will notice that, you know, things start popping up. Maybe somebody might come into my work and talk about how, you know, they use the program to self-publish something. So that's how I look at the law of attraction. I love it. Um, what do you say to the, the folks that believe that, you know, uh, people who utilize the law of attraction, first of all, everyone's utilizing the law of attraction, whether they know it or not, but it's how you're using it. Um, but so what do you say for people who are saying that you're only, you're ignoring the negative and you're only accepting the positive and life, there's real things that happen to us and you're ignoring that. What is your, I have my spin, but what's your spin on that per se, if I explain that even more? 
you did. So I think that, okay, you're always going to experience ups and downs in life always, but the more you meditate and the more you are aware of it, you know, you understand how to deal with it better. And you know that it's serving a purpose in your life. So if something does happen, that's negative and you're working on yourself and you're improving your life, you are more of a more aware of it. So you can kind of like say, okay, well, it's the mind always trying to creep back in. And why is this? Why is this happening? What do I, is it something telling me, you know, that I need, maybe I need a new job change, or maybe I need to ask for a raise, or maybe I need to speak up and tell my work that I can't stay late, like little things like that. So it's, it's learning how to work with that negative energy to benefit and move your life further. And I believe that that gets less and less, the more that you improve your life and the more that you stay positive, that that negative kind of isn't, doesn't come as often, at least it hasn't in my life. Let's talk about books really quick before we get into yours. Was there a book or books that you have read in the past that completely changed uh, your thinking or you had one of those, you know, paradigm shifts, so to speak, uh, that you always kind of just have. And if someone says, what's what one book would you recommend and it pops in your head? Do you have any of those? Well, that's what's so funny. I actually don't like to read. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. I can write all day long. And, and that's another to me, like another, you know, whatever you call it, like, oh, well, I like to write, but do I have to love to read? Sure. That's something that we're told, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I, I love just listening to now I'll listen to audio versions of books though. Right. Um, I've listened to many of those like Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you heard of him. Yes. Um, I like his um, and Eckhart Tolle. They're like, they're yes. my two favorites. I go back and forth to those, but I don't have a particular book that I can say that like stands out to me because I'm really big on just podcasts and YouTube. And I follow a lot of like people that I like that go on podcasts. So that's a lot of kind of what I, what I follow. Yeah. I think it's interesting too, because um, it's funny that you say that. I feel like we absorb um, and for everyone absorbs information differently. And, and me, especially for why I'm saying this is I know I learn differently, which is super funny that I'm even asking someone if they read books because when I was growing up, going through elementary to you know middle school, high school, college, or whatever, I would have to doodle while someone's talking if I wanted to retain the information. I have no idea why. It started when I was young, and it got diagnosed as I wasn't paying attention in class, whatever, and I would get in trouble. Um, so it's, it's interesting, too, because thankfully, we have all these other formats of retaining very important information that has always been there, but maybe has been there in a format like a book that really wasn't the learning style of a, you know, of everyone, mm-hmm. right? Now we have the videos now we have the podcast and I feel like there is an expansion and there is this growth in personal development. There is this somewhat, you know, awakening, so to speak uh, with more people because the way we're absorbing the information is not just black and white lettering. No, so true. Everybody's different and everybody learns different. That's a whole nother issue I could talk about with school and kids and they're just grouped together in one group, but yet they're all so different. Absolutely. Um, All right. So your book, Finding Your Destiny and the Reason for Your Existence. Can you explain the plot and how the storyline or the topics came about? 
So it's kind of, it's different than my first book, Intuition is Simple. I, this one, I think more talks about how to actually, it gives you more like steps and tools to, to becoming more aware. Like I have the inner map, which I like came up with the inner map and which is meditation and People say like, well, okay, it's not, if I'm meditating, why isn't anything changes? It's not, a, you can't just meditate, at least in my opinion, you need to be aware of how you're, you're acting every day, how you're reacting to life, how you're treating others, how you're treating yourself. And also just learning how to be very present and live in the present moment, which is very hard for us to do because our, our minds are always thinking about what's next or the past. So I think this book is more, um, just putting it together and kind of giving people some tools and tips and on how to do it. I love that. Um, and, and I love the fact that you say action, but the way you said it is just, you just simplified it. Cause a lot of people always think like, Oh, you have to take action. And they, they think of, you know, the hardcore work, uh, whether it's going to the gym or putting in the hours, whatever. Um, it's kind of funny that it could be just a regular interaction with, you know, another person or a very small step uh, that is action. Because we talk about the law of attraction a lot. And, you know, you talk about the guys who sit around in a room meditating, trying to manifest uh, things without taking any action um, and become frustrated because their expectations don't meet reality. Um, and I just like the way you said that, that it's, it's even if it's just the way you act uh, or interact with someone, something, whatever life throws at you, um, very cool. I like that. So the inner map is showing folks how to make those adjustments or make them aware. It's showing them how to, to change your life, how to become a better person, a better version of you, how to, you know, I, I believe that we're all here for a reason. And a lot of us can't find that re reason or find our purpose because we're so, we have, you know, we picked up so many habits from our past and our environment. And, but in order to, sh to shed those, I always say shed those layers you do have to meditate. And I don't know if, if you meditate, but for me, meditation was so powerful to the point where I was actually in tears at, at times because you, you were like becoming something else. You were letting all that past go and you were becoming, you know, and it, it's a little scary at first and it's just, it shakes your world up a little bit. So I, that's another reason why I like to talk about it in my book and just let people know that, that you know, it's short lived and it's great on the other side, what comes of that. But we just picked up so many habits from our past and our environment and told like, we're not good enough or we can't do this. And we're held back. Like for me, example, like I never, I was the shyest kid in class. I never, like I hid in a corner all the time. I never, you know, and that was my label. So my whole life, I lived through that label. I lived as wow. the shy kid, the shy kid that maybe didn't, you know, do so well in school that struggled a little bit. So like, I took that with me and that, that, that empowers us. That makes us less than what we can truly be. And it holds yeah, us no, back. for sure. Um, it's interesting too. Do you think I'm just going to off the cuff, ask you a question with um, distractions. Do you think people are purposely distracting themselves? Do you think that it's a product of the environment? Do you think it's a combination of everything and don't want to deal with uh, the reality when you start to meditate, it almost brings everything to like the real, let's just say. And do you think it's people don't want to face that? Do you just, what, what do you think it is that for folks that are avoiding it or trying to be uh, ignore becoming the best versions of themselves? 
Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think people just get so sucked in and they feel like my life's fine. Why I don't need to meditate or they, they, and maybe they are fine. And I learned throughout like my journey that like not everybody is where you're at and you, you can't try to teach everybody. So if someone asks you a question and they're interested, then I can give them an answer. But sometimes people will ask for help, will ask for help from me but I know that they don't want to hear certain things. Like I know that I can help them with, with things. Cause maybe they're not as, as far as I am. And I think we're always growing and expanding. So I'm never going to be done, but they didn't want to, they don't really want to hear what I want to offer. And I'm learning that I have to kind of like step back a little bit and understand that everybody's where they're at and they're not all going to be where you're at. So, yeah, I, I think some people are ready for this kind of stuff and some people aren't. Some people are very content in their, in their, you know, in their world. It's interesting. Gabe, I don't know if you want to chime in or heck, I remember when we started at that journey of, uh, so it was, it was like a home-based business, but the focus on this home-based business was personal development. And it was interesting how many friends we lost. <laughs> and I'm always sure. saying that because it was like, True. we almost came off as weirdo, hippie-ish, like, um, I'm not sure, but we were going through a transformation. And I know my approach obviously was not the best. I, I can I can look back now and say that at the time I thought it was because I thought I was helping people, but really I was coming at them unsolicited uh, with all this information. Like they weren't there yet. Not saying that I was higher than anybody, but yeah, I was ready to rock excited. and roll. You're excited. I was hyped. Yeah. yeah. I know. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. And we kind of turned people off and we did all this other jazz. And then I think after a while we were able to, I guess, reflect, of course, laugh at ourselves as I think that's important in a healthy way. It was laughing at myself like, oh my God, I really thought that I was going to get to someone the way I did that. Um, of course. And it's a shame too, because I probably could have reached someone else um, if I just had approached it differently, but that's part of, I guess, the cycle. That's part of the, the learning curve there. Um, but when you are going through it, and I think, and I hope that those people that maybe I rubbed the wrong way, or maybe even offended, I don't even know, they know that my intentions were good. What happens is if no one's ever been on that journey, whatever they're calling it, the hero's journey, if you've never been on that, there's an, there's a level of excitement that you want to share and you want everyone to have. Now, when you put that on other people, you know, and they just got in, you know, a tax bill from uncle Sam and a car accident and X, Y, and Z is happening to their kid. They it's just, sometimes it's not the right timing. And maybe next year is, well, initially I didn't understand that. I thought it was the right timing because it was my timing for everyone. Um, and I blew a couple things off, but it's a, it was a great learning experience. So I know exactly what you mean. Um, it, it's, a, it's very astute to understand that, to recognize that and understand that and allow them to just be, um, and allow people to kind of become their own at their own time instead of forcing yeah. them. Yeah. And it's okay to like, I, I think it's a slow, like a slower process for like, even just talking about it lightly to someone and it kind of just piques their interest and then they may not be ready for it now, but you know, in a year from now they could, could be ready for it and then start listening and kind of getting on the same path, but maybe they're, they're not ready in that moment. For sure. And also, not that they don't want to support you. That was the other thing, right, Gabe? We got offended when people didn't want to join us. Um, uh, there, there was a lot of growth that happened between now. That was 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago. Yep. 
yeah. no, 14, 15 years ago. Holy smokes. Yeah. Um, wow. So, so explain. Yeah. So we've been on this journey for a minute, huh? Um, yeah. All right. So yeah. explain uh, what you want people to know about their destiny. And you said it earlier in the show, you believe people, everyone's here for a reason. Explain purpose, explain destiny, and maybe uh, someone who's looking to uh, find that. Yeah. So I just, I truly believe that we're all here, you know, for a reason, like we have something to give, something to share, something, you know, and I just think a lot of us, we, we, it's masked by our, like I always say from our past. And, you know, when you start going within and, you know, bringing that up, it just kind of comes to you. Like, I, I do feel like writing is, is my purpose, but I also feel like just teaching about meditation and helping people with anxiety and depression and just to be happy, you know, like yeah. people are suffering today. People are suffering, like mental health issues are so, so bad and depression and anxiety and with meditation for me has took away, it completely taken away my anxiety. Like I don't even wow. have anxiety. I used to get like sweaty hands and I would get nervous and I would overthink before like something like an interview or something like that. And that yeah. stuff doesn't happen to me anymore. And I just, I really want to share that with people. I want people to know the power of meditation and, and just being aware of yourself and your actions and, how you're treating yourself. What are you telling yourself every day? Are you telling yourself you're not good enough? Because a lot of times we don't even realize we're telling ourselves negative things. And it's just so, you know, embedded into our brains that we don't even realize that. And you become that. You become what you tell yourself all the time. 100%. Um, and which is what they always say. Uh, oh, so I'll ask you another a quick question. Uh, the time you meditate, but before you answer, um, they do. This is the reason why you want to start off your day um, on the right foot. Now, how what that looks like for everyone is going to be completely different, um, and that is fair. But find something that does work for you in a sense that's going to get your day rolling on a positive note. Um, so, so is there a specific time you choose? Um, I, I think I believe you said to sleep, uh, but is there an additional time uh, prior to that? So every morning I get up at 4.30 a.m. or 5 a.m. And that's when I meditate. And I usually meditate for about an hour, like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and it's just breathing. Like I try to do like pretty powerful breathing, hold my breath um, for as long as I can and then let it out and do that for like maybe I don't listen to music any or anything. Like I'm just very simple with my meditations. Yeah. Um, and then I just quiet my mind and that's it. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's harder. But I'm, I will do it. I will always do it for that 45 minutes to an hour, no matter what. And it gets easier each time you do it. It's just like anything with practice, you know, exercising, anything you do, it just takes time and practice. All right. So, so if um, someone wants to get a hold of your book, is there, is there, what's the best way? Is there, what, what are the versions of, uh, you know, uh, physical copies or is it uh, downloadable? Yeah. So for now it's going to be on paperback, but right now you can just go right on Amazon. It's right on there. Um, you can get the ebook. So that's the, the second book is out on Amazon right now on ebook. Awesome. Or you can go onto my page, which is it's, you just look me up, Kira Barnett, change your mind. And then I, everything comes up like any kind of links to anything. So it's pretty easy. Awesome. So, so how has the past year either affected, uh, you know, what you're trying to do, uh, what you did and, or what was your experience? I know everyone was affected differently. Um, 
uh, and I'm speaking of the the pandemic, the coronavirus. Uh, what was your kind of approach with it all? Um, trying to stay healthy and all this other stuff. Uh, but there was, there's no denying there was 1000% more distractions out there uh, than your usual, you know, let's just say the year prior. Um, so, so did it affect you in any way? If so, how, and how'd you handle it? So it personally did not affect me. I was not, I work in a medical, in the medical field. So I, I, I never really watched the news. I, I never watched the news anyway. For sure. me, like, I'm not, again, I don't worry about anything. I just kind of like whatever happens, happens. But I will say that if it mostly affected me in the fact that like just my kids not being able to go to school, that's where yeah. it affected me the most. And just being that they're in public school and they never, they, they weren't able to go. I think they kind of got like in a rut just out of their routine. And it was yeah. hard for parents to be at work all day while their kids, we were praying to God that they went to school. Um, so, but otherwise the coronavirus in general did not, it didn't worry me. You know, I didn't, I just tried not to focus on it in that way because to me, obviously what you focus on grows. So I just, just looked at it as it'll pass and everything will be okay. And that's just kind of how I dealt with it. Awesome. Um, all right. So, so what you've done uh, thus far, what, what has been the most memorable experience for you? Hmm. Most memorable. I think I would probably say self-publishing this book because the first one I used a publisher. And I remember as I was using a publisher, I was thinking I would love to be able to self-publish and I would watch YouTube videos and I would say, there's no way I could be able to do it. It just seems so complicated. It seems so hard. And like by letting go and just letting things fall into place, it's so crazy. It was so easy. So I look back and I think to myself, like when you just send that out to the universe that you want something and you want to do something and you just kind of let it go, it kind of just falls into place for you. So I guess self self-publishing the second book was pretty like a pretty big thing for me because now I feel like I have other books that I wrote. Now I feel like I can just take that upon myself to do it at my own speed and do it just, I can do it on my own now. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You built your toolkit. So very mm -hmm. cool. Um, are, are there any future books on the way, projects? What should we look out for? Yeah, so I actually have written already. I, I wrote, so one, two, I wrote four books and then I'm writing a fifth now. Like I said, they just kind of like flow out of me. So wow. the next one, I'll start the publishing process of that. I actually have a friend that I know that edits the books for me. So I'll just start that process. And the next one is master your mind. It's called, so I have to review it and I'll refresh my memory. So, but yeah, so that's going to be the next one. So for folks wondering, um, you, I think you alluded to it earlier in regards to how did you write a book, right? And, and having, you know, kids, having a job. So I'll pose the question. How do you manage work-life experience? I just kind of like, just don't let things overwhelm me. If that day I come home from work and I don't feel up for, you know, writing or, you know, even when I wake up in the morning, I try to, you know, I try to be faithful to my, to my fans, like my Facebook groups and try to write my positive quotes. But if I just... If I wake up that morning and I'm not feeling it, I will not force it because to me, it's not authentic. So I just mm -hmm. kind of say, okay, this is not your time right now. And it's funny because a good example of that is a couple of days ago, I, I wasn't, I was busy on the weekend and I didn't have time to really write, you know, to post anything on my group. 
But then my book came into my hands and it was like, it was kind of nice because I just was saying that my book is coming out soon. And I gave that little space. And then I was able to say, oh, here's my book, guys. This is where you can get it. So it was like, it almost like fell into place the way it was supposed to. So instead of like worrying, like, oh my gosh, I really wish I was, I posted something. I can't believe I missed a day. I don't do that. It's just today I wasn't feeling it. So I'm not going to force it. So just with anything in life, I just kind of just kind of let it just go the way it's supposed to. I don't get overwhelmed and let it get to me. Not always. Sometimes I do, but I'm still human. (laughs) Of course, of course. Um, All right. So what's what's your recommendation to anyone trying to write a book for the first time? So I would honestly say meditation, definitely like meditate, calm your mind, let, you know, just because I think that's where a lot of writer's block comes because you're just overwhelmed and consumed by information and you can't get it like organized. But when you meditate, I think things kind of organize themselves. So learn to quiet your mind and meditate. I think get a good mindset before you. And what are you writing about? Find something, that one thing that you love. Make sure you don't have a million things going on that you want to write about because that can be overwhelming too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, all right, so so what are, what are some of the um, things that you live by, right? Do you have a mantra? Do you have positive quotes posted like particular areas of where you live is there something like a constant reminder um i don't know is there something that you know i always go to mantra just regardless of where it's located just is that something you'd live by anything Uh, for me it's being trying to stay positive because i think that that's how we start bringing things into our lives is when we stay positive And granted, it's not always easy in the world and things happen in your life that, you know, try to make you try to pull you down a little bit. And that's not the worst thing because then it lets you know like where you want to be sometimes. But I, I just believe in trying, just really trying to stay positive, being kind to others. Don't judge. Don't gossip. Stay away from drama. Like all that stuff just pulls you back down, pulls you back to that old way of living. Um, so it's just be kind and, and just try to stay positive. Like that's my biggest thing. I love it. So, so you did mention, I think, uh, that you have, um, a Facebook group if yeah. so, or some kind of group. Can you explain if, um, you know, how people can join that and what they can expect kind of what do you post there? What's being discussed, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I have, it's change your mind, change your life. That's been I guess for about a year now, I've had that one and you can pretty much get all the links to my books. I have, um, a link tree link that you can find everything that I'm about on there. All the, all my books, um, uh, my other private group that I have mind, body and soul. Uh, so it's kind of like a link to anything that I've ever done in the past year or two. So that's just, I think you just change your, change your mind, change your life, but you can probably put Kira Barnett, change your mind, change your life. And it should pop right up. So are you, are you posting videos? Are you posting quotes? What, what's being discussed there? So mostly quotes. And then I'll, I'll, sometimes I pers- do my own personal quotes or I'll find a quote that speaks to me. And then I always write about the quote. Like I try to explain it a little bit because sometimes, you know, people are just like, what do you mean? Or whatever, what are you saying? But like, I'll try <laughs> right. to like something like that's happened in my life, you know, like something that I've experienced to try to help people or, you know, put them, make them understand it a little clearer and easier. 
I simplify. Love it. I like to try to simplify things because I was, I need things simplified for me. So I, that's big reason why I think my books are easy to read. And I think that's really important for people because I don't want anything complicated or confusing and too much sciencey stuff in it where it's like, what? Like that, you lost me. Like just yeah. nice and simple, just so I can understand it. Yeah, no, that's, that's very interesting. Cause the, um, personal development industry loves to do that. But I, I do think that there's purpose there. It's funny that you said that. I do think that there's purpose because I believe that they're finding or um, they're trying to explain uh, why things happen the way they do in a scientific manner. But um, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, you can get lost, uh, totally lost within like two paragraphs. Um, and they're talking about neurotransmitters and neurons, and, and, you know, where you can reconnect uh, these things and rewire your brain to an extent i get it and then i I agree sometimes it gets kind of um the message gets blurred there and you 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 lost me so i i'm all for the simplicity um because i i say this and i've been saying this it's kind of been my mantra i don't even know why for the probably last 10 uh shows or so um i kind of compare so complicating things so i feel like when, when kids live this care not carefree i shouldn't say carefree but they're very just like um living life like i don't know how else to explain they're very carefree in a sense where yeah they they have no you know there's no like true worries and again obviously there's cases out there and i'm I'm talking about majority um and then somewhere in the middle you know anywhere from i i guess you know 20 to i don't know 50 or 45 we kind of complicate the living daylights out of it to a point where we create all the stress, uh, we're overthinking, anxiety, um, and and I speak on it a lot because mental health is very important uh, to me, uh, important topic. Um, but and then you look at the folks who are retiring; everything's back to being simple again. They're just kind of on their rockers. They're kind of just wow. they have their little routine, and it's back to being simple. So somewhere in the middle, we complicate it. Whether it's our fault, whether we just fall into it, whether we realize it or we don't. Um, so it's I, I love to you know unwind things to a point where it's simple. Um, not saying that it's easy, right? And it's kind of going back to only focusing on the positive stuff. Life happens to all of us. It's just we're we're accepting it in a different manner, not ignoring it. It's just that we're processing it in a different way and kind of filtering it out totally different than another person would. And that's okay. Um, Mm. It's just, it's just what works for us. Um, Yeah. So anyway, I don't know how I got onto that, but anyway, so how can folks uh, reach out to you if they wanted to? Um, Obviously you mentioned the, the, um, the group, but there's, are you on social media? Yeah. I'm on I'm on Facebook and then right on, if you go on the Facebook, change your life, change your mind, you can pretty much find my regular Facebook on there. You can find my Instagram. So it's kind of all linked together, whatever, any social media that I'm on is just, if you go on change your mind, change your life, you can find pretty much everything about me on there. Awesome. All right. So do you have any parting words for us, for the listeners? Um, Anything that we might've missed that you wanted to acknowledge or say before we close out? Probably just to meditate, start meditating. (laughs) That's my biggest thing. I just always try to encourage it. And I really just, just, it really will change your life, honestly. So that would be my biggest thing. Meditate and try to, you know, stay positive and make it a practice to stay positive because it takes time. Because I, even me in the beginning, it was like, 
why am I changing? I would say like, but, um, but yeah, it, 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 you get, you do change. It happens. Yeah. It's just, you got to be consistent. All right. Awesome. Well said. All right. We like to wrap our shows up with quotes. And the first one is by the Dalai Lama. The purpose of our lives is to be happy. And the second one by Mae West, you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. Finding your destiny. In this episode, the crew welcomes special guest Kier Barnett. We cover topics that range from writing, creative processes, life's purpose, effects of the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from the Dalai Lama and May West. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>